Hey guys, welcome back to another podcast. So the last podcast we talked about Fantasyland and some of my favorite memories there. But now I want to talk about Fantasyland, just the the part of the park. Um, and I might even talk about Disney World's Fantasyland as well, just because obviously they're very different, but at the same time very similar. And uh, probably my favorite parts of each of the parks. Um, and if you didn't watch the last one or didn't listen to the last one, the reason why Fantasyland is my favorite, I think, is because, like I said, you know, from a little kid, you know, you grow up watching the Disney films and like Fantasyland is generally where a lot of them tend to hang out. So it's a really cool part of the park. Um, I really like the rides in Fantasyland. Like, the, things about, the, the thing about the rides in Fantasyland are they're so different than how you would expect uh, them to be. For example, like, you know, most of the rides, well, at least two or three of them are kind of like dark rides. Like they're kind of like rides you would go on at like a spooky carnival or something. Like for example, like Snow White and Pinocchio, they're actually really dark. And I know like, it's funny cause you know, working at the park and stuff, um, I would always get kids and their parents tell me like, that, that Snow White ride, that Pinocchio ride, that's a dark ride. Like, you know, you, cause there's, there's a Peter Pan ride in there too. And Peter Pan is like the, I think the, the shining star of uh, Fantasyland rides, especially when it comes to the indoor Disney character-based rides, Peter Pan is the shining star, because it's just, it's, there's no darkness to it, like, it's a, it's a dark ride, meaning, like, it's, it's, like, you know, it's, it's dark, because they have to have, like, the black lighting, and all that stuff in there, but the story is not dark, the story is really happy-go-lucky and fun, and then you get on rides like Snow White and Pinocchio, and they're, like, you know, it's like Pinocchio's daring journey, and, you know, you, the boys turn into um, the jackasses, and then there's Mo- Monstro and all these things. And then Snow White, obviously, you know, her ride is the queen trying to get, you know, get rid of Snow White. Um, and obviously, there's there's a reason why these rides are, are darker in, in nature, because that's a huge part of the story. The huge part of, you know, a huge part of Snow White's story is that the queen is trying to get rid of her. Um, a huge part of Pinocchio's movie is that, you know, the world is actually kind of dangerous for Pinocchio. Um, so these elements of the movie kind of have to be depicted in the ride, but they are depicted in a, such a dark tone. Um, even one of my, one of my, uh, friends at the time, like we were, we're adults and she hated getting on the Snow White ride because like the queen like traumatized her as a kid. So anytime we got on the ride, she would sit on the far side I'm sorry, I would sit on the far side. She would sit on the, the side closest to, like, the exit because the queen does, like, this, like, turnaround spin and she turns into the old hag and, like, she was not about that life. She was like, nope, I'm not doing it. <laughs> um, and, yeah, like, it was just, like, those those rides are, are darker. Peter Pan is such a lighthearted, fun ride because there's not that much darkness in Peter Pan. And there is, but it's more hinted at than it actually is, like, put in the final product of the film. There was more going on in production of Peter Pan. I know so much about this, all this stuff, but there was so much going on in production of Peter Pan that could have been a lot darker. And that still made it into some of the final frames of the movie, but are not quite as dark as the finished product where Snow White and Pinocchio were two of the darker films. A lot of Disney's earlier films um, that dealt with like magic and things like that were much darker. Like uh, the scene Night on Bold Mountain in Fantasia is you know, regarded as one of the darkest scenes because it's just about like, you know, the rising of evil and stuff. And then it's like calmed when, you know, the hems of Jesus come in at the end. I love that movie. I love that segment of it because the light and the dark, I love that. Um, 
but yeah, Fantasyland is such a, a fun part of the park. It's very colorful. It's very whimsical. Um, and then you have uh, the Alice in Wonderland and you have Mr. Toad rides. And Alice, like Mr. Toad kind of dabbles between, like it is a darker ride as well, but it's also kind of a fun ride. Like there is a moment where you like go through hell and I hate that scene. <laughs> um because I don't like sporadic lights I hate that like I hate sporadic lights but like there's that there's that scene in there um but it's it's pretty much like a well you know mixed ride and then you have Alice in Wonderland ride which is more like the uh, the Peter Pan one which is kind of like a more lighthearted version of things and that one's actually really fun too um it's on the um the opposite side so when you first come into Fantasyland you're like you know first of all you're going through the castle and it's like this like fairy tale moment um especially when you're like for me the Disneyland Castle, I've said this a million times, the Disneyland Castle needs to be redone. It needs to be remodeled. It needs to be bigger. And I understand that means having to acquire more space and stuff or whatever and pushing things back. Just do it. Like Disneyland, like honestly, during COVID, this should have been the time that Imagineers came and just demolished the castle and just did it all over again. Like who can stop them, right? The parks are closed. Like this would have been the perfect time. I mean, I guess there's still time because no one knows when Disneyland's going to reopen, but like this would have been the perfect time to do that, to like just redo the castle. Because honestly, when you go through the other parks and you walk through the castles, the castles are huge. They're a statement in these parks. And like, especially in Florida, when you walk through the castle in Florida, you do believe that this is a castle of dreams and this is where like anything can happen for these for these characters and possibly even for you. Um, and there's like, you know, depictions of Sleeping Beauty or uh, Cinderella stories on the wall and stuff. And it's just really nice. And uh, I think there's like rooms that you can do things in there. Like if you rent them out or whatever, there's like a hotel room there too, which is really cool. Um, the dream suite. Um, and then there's like, you know, you walk into Fantasyland and there's just like fantasy characters and there's like a carousel and, and it's great. And it's in, in Florida, it's all spread out. It's really cool how they do it in Florida. And in the park, in California and Florida, they have rides, similar rides, but in different locations. So for example, a few years ago, Florida did their expansion and it included a new ride for Snow White, um, a, a restaurant and some village set like settings for Beauty and the Beast, and then a ride for the Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid ride in California was their first, and that was placed, or I think it was their first, I think it was, and that's placed in California Adventure. So it's not even in Fantasyland, in Disneyland, it's in California Adventure instead. Um, and like, there's also in their, uh, in Florida's uh, Fantasyland, you can get on the Winnie the Pooh ride there. Winnie the Pooh in our, uh, in California is in uh, like, Critter Country. It's over there by uh, by uh, Splash Mountain and in, in Pooh Corner. Like it's a little. There's a little place called Pooh Corner that shares like part of its uh, existence, I guess, with uh, Galaxy's Edge now, and then also with uh, uh, um, Critter Country, which is located located by Frontierland and New Orleans Square. There's just a lot going on there because it's such a small park. You have to fit all these different things into it. And uh, in Florida, these things are much closer to Fantasyland where they actually belong. Um, but I mean, you know, the rides in Fantasyland and, and the look of it, it's just, it's really great. And especially like I said, in Florida, because there's so much, it's, it's so spread out. And there's some really cool things there that we don't have in Disneyland. And at the same time, there's some things that in Disneyland they don't have in Florida. So that's what's also really cool too, is it makes these experiences kind of unique because they don't have a Toontown in Florida. We have a Toontown, which isn't connected to Fantasyland, but it kind of is. It's weird. Um, and then we also have like the Matterhorn is in Fantasyland. I always thought the Matterhorn was like, supposed to be in Tomorrowland, but I guess not. I guess it, it's, it is a Fantasyland attraction, and you have the Alice in Wonderland teacups, 
um, the storybook ride, Casey Jr. Circus Train, and then you have It's a Small World. And now those rides consist of Fantasyland. I will add that Beauty and the Beast have uh, the Rose Tavern, um, a little restaurant in Fantasyland, which used to be Pinocchio's, and now it's Beauty and the Beast. Um, it is nowhere near like the one in Florida. It's totally different dining experience, but it still has really good food, and it's a fun little place to eat. And you're pretty much, um, you're not guaranteed to see, you're not guaranteed to see Belle and Beast or Gaston every day in Disneyland, but they do come, they do come by quite a bit. Um, I've had days where I would go and just eat like a little pizza there and Gaston would walk by or Belle and Gaston would walk by or Belle and Beast would walk by. So you do sometimes get to have that character interaction there. And because, you know, it's in a part of the park where any character can walk by, you most likely will see somebody else too. You might see Peter Pan, you might see Alice, you could see pretty much anybody, um, which is different from going to be our guest in Florida because that's a dining experience and you're most likely going to see Belle or Beast. When I went, I saw Beast. So you're going to see, and you have like that picture moment with them and it's really cool. Um, and like, like, honestly, that restaurant is probably my favorite Disney restaurant. Um, I love Ariel's Grotto when that was a thing. It, I actually worked at Ariel's Grotto and that was a beautiful experience. I, I would go there every birthday and eat there. Um, and uh, I do love the Blue Bayou in Disneyland. There's a lot of really nice places in Disneyland to eat and just enjoy yourself. But I think Be Our Guest, which is a whole different kind of dining experience. Like I loved Ariel's Grotto, but Ariel's Grotto was so cramped in ways because it was kind of it was a beautiful room but it was kind of a small room where be our guest is a huge restaurant and there's so many places that you can sit i will say that i ariel's bridal to me gets the takes the cake though on beauty because i had one of my birthday parties out there on the uh there was like a um an outdoor dining experience where it's by world of color. And so like, you're just on the water and you're eating your dinner. And I think we have, I've had lunch there and I've had dinner there and it's just like, it's a really beautiful spot and I love being on the water. So that part of the restaurant takes the cake of, you know, when it comes to the best places to, to dine, I would say it's there, but the beauty and the beast, like Beast Castle, like that whole dining experience, I would say it, it trumps everything else in my opinion because they it was so elaborate. Like it really is. It's it's a very elaborate place to eat, and it's just it's beautiful. Like I like I said, I love Ariel's Grotto, but there are parts of Ariel's Grotto that just don't compare to how beautiful that experience is inside of the Be Our Guest restaurant. It's really really nice experience, and the food there was incredible. Like the food in in Ariel's is really good too. I've had no complaints about that food. But the food in Be Our Guest was like everything we had was just really, really good. And we did the dining plan too. So everything was like already paid for. It was really cool. And um, I also went there for my birthday too. It was my birthday trip. And they presented me with like a, like a little tray and stuff. And it was, it was a really nice. It was a beautiful um, experience as Beauty and the Beast is playing. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear, but I have like instrumental Disney music in the background and Beauty and the Beast just went off. But um. Yeah, it was it was a really cool experience. And that's what I love about, you know, Fantasyland, I think, is because I grew up loving the characters. So for me to get like a really cool experience with them, um, or experiences with them over time is really great. And like I said, the rides are amazing. Um, you know, it's a small world growing up was a ride that I liked, but when they added the Disney characters in one Christmas and then just kept them, that like made the ride even cooler for me because I loved like trying to spot the like characters and sometimes um 
I would tell people like, you know, if they, if they had, cause a lot of people, um, I would say probably daily, somebody was coming in from some part of the world, even, even in the U S that had never been to Disneyland before. And they might, you know, talk to you cause they might be waiting in line to see somebody or whatever I would, whatever my job was at the time. And I would tell them like, yeah, going into small world, you can see all these different Disney characters and it's really cool. And that would like make their day and make them excited to go see it. So I love that it's a small world kind of had that addition to it. Um, of like being able to play a game sort of when you're, when you're uh, in the line for it. And a lot of the rides now have like line queue games. Again, they're not as elaborate as the ones in Florida, but they are still really, really fun. Um, there's like a Peter Pan line game now where you can like activate seeing Tinkerbell. You just have to find the little clues hidden in like the wooden panels of the ride um, in the, in the line queue, of course, that is a really cool experience. Um, so yeah, they're, like they're fantasy land, has always been to me a place where dreams come true. And I love that for the most part, you know, it's, that's how it's been. Um, I've, I've always kind of kept that feeling, you know what I mean? When I would just go in and I would might go in before or after work or whatever, and I would just be in fantasy land. If it was like the middle of the day, I would always see like a character walk by and want to take photos and stuff. And I love that. Like I love the interactions and stuff. And it's just such a beautiful place. And it's got like a medieval look to it all over, which I think was the style. It was meant to be the style. Um, I did hear that Walt Disney got some of his ideas from going to a restaurant called the Tamil Shanner, which I've been there a few times. One of my best friends, she actually worked there as a server. And I got to sit at his table and I got to see some of the markings that were left in the table from him. And it, it is a beautiful restaurant. If you've never been there before, I would absolutely go. I would recommend getting the uh, uh, Prince Charlie cut of prime rib. I love prime rib. And I would go there and we would just, have dinner or whatever and my friend Denisha would always be with us too like so it was it was a really cool experience to be like I was at Walt's table you know like because I'm such a huge Disney fan like I knew when I was a kid that Disney was going to be that thing for me like I always knew it like it was never a doubt like people around me knew it because that's how much I loved Disney so and and a huge part of that was Fantasyland it was that engagement with characters and how beautiful everything was in Fantasyland like like I said one of my one of my biggest trips to Disneyland when I was a kid was when I got to meet like several characters in one go because they were just all around Fantasyland. I don't know why. Like I've never even seen it like that since. But for whatever reason, that particular trip, there were so many characters out in Fantasyland. Like at one time, you could go meet Snow White and then go meet Cinderella and then go meet uh, uh, Aladdin and then go meet Aurora. Like there were just so many, and Peter Pan. And there were so many people. And that was the day that I got my autograph book. I had just gotten it on Main Street. And we went to Fantasyland and there were so many characters and it was just so cool and like I, I was probably like seven or eight it wasn't like my first Disney trip ever it was just a Disney trip that we went on with my cousins who had come from England and there were so many of them um in the, so many characters in the park and that was the day I actually rode Space Mountain for the first time and I was never tall enough to get on it but I went that day and I'd never been on. I was so scared. And my cousin was making it out to be this terrible ride where kids fall out of it. And said, you know, how, you know how older cousins do. And I got on the ride. I remember closing my eyes and like holding onto her for dear life. And then when I opened them and I saw like little lights of color and how dark it was, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I was like, this is really, really cool. It was, it was a really cool experience. So Anyway, I just want to throw that in there. I will probably talk about it a little bit more when I get into the Tomorrowland part of this, uh, this, uh, podcast but that'll be in another day sorry I had to take a sip of coffee you know how I feel about my coffee (laughs) but um 
you know, Fantasyland is just a really cool place. And I love that the the addition of the Bippity Boppity Boo Boutique. Um, I don't remember when that first opened. I'm trying to remember when it first opened, but I loved that addition of it. I thought that was so cool. And I've always wanted to have like kind of a boutique for adults where we can like dress up and like, cause I would love to dress up as a Disney prince. I love Disney prince uniforms. Like I'm not exactly skinny, but <laughs> I love the uniforms. And I like how a lot of people who are plus size have been able to customize these outfits and make themselves look really nice in them actually. Um, which Halloween events, I love you. And I will, I will get to those cause I loved working those. I loved going to those. Like the ticket was sometimes pricey, but it was always great to just be in that, like, it's like being at, like, a convention with all these, like, cosplayers, you know what I mean? It was really cool, and, um, yeah, like, I loved that, but I loved the Bippity Boppity Boutique because I loved seeing, like, these little girls go in and not really sure what they wanted to get, and then they would, like, fall in love in those chairs, right, because they'd get, like, the, the whole nine yards, and when they would come to see the princesses, like, they felt like princesses, like, not like, you know, they actually felt it in themselves that they were a princess. And that was so nice. It was so cool to see, like, you know, how Disney has their cast members kind of, you know, make the girl feel like she's a, because she is a princess in real life. You know what I mean? Like, every little girl's a princess. Every little boy's a prince. Like, it's really cool to see that, like, the excitement and, and how they're so excited to, like, I can't wait to show Belle and Cinderella and whoever, like, you know, my dress and stuff. And it's, they go all out. They put, like, the pixie dust in their hair, they get photos, they get, like, sometimes they get, like, scepters and stuff, like it, or a crown, like, it really is very elaborate and fun, and I wish when I was a kid that they had those things, because I probably would have dressed up, like, I don't know, I would have done, like, some extra, like, um, Peter Pan or Pinocchio, or, uh, and I've seen little boys come to the park dressed as those characters, because I guess there's costumes or something for them, or their parents are just very crafty, but um, I love seeing that, too. I love getting to see Cause I was, I was like that when I was a kid, I had a few Disney costumes. Like I had like, okay, <laughs> the costumes I remember having, I had John Smith's costume and it made me itch. So my mom went out and bought me, um, Coke Worm's costume and that was cool too. So those are the costumes that I had and they're probably problematic today. No, like, well, I don't think Coke Worm's was, I don't think it was like a skin costume. It just came with what he wore and then you could get like the, like the paw prints and stuff. So it actually wasn't like a terrible costume. Um, where I've seen some other ones that people are like, that is problematic. No, no, no. Um, but I don't think his was as bad. And the John Smith one just really made me itch. It was just absolutely terrible. And my mom, I think, got them from Mervyn's. Remember Mervyn's? Um, I'm a 90s kid. Um, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm a 90s kid. But um, she got them from Mervyn's. And I just remember being like, mom, I can't. This I was like six, I think. And I was like, it makes me itch. And so we got the other one. Um, but I had like those costumes. I had... I had a lot of Batman costumes. Batman was my favorite. Like I wore Batman costumes to school for two years, like for Halloween, like they were, we could wear like um, our favorite costumes or, you know, whatever, every, like once a year, I wore Batman costumes for like two, three years in my elementary school because I loved Batman. I loved the cape. I like things that flow. Even till this day, as a grown man, I love things that flow. So like I have, like I order some clothes from this catalog and like all like all their clothes that are like really flowy. Um, they're male clothes. They're male fit clothes, but they're all flowy. I still have that thing today where I love things that flow. I always have. Um, but yeah, like it, it's really cool to see 
these kids and to see how excited they get. You know what I mean? Because I feel the same way when I go to Disneyland. Like even when I have like if I like if I'm in the park and I have something on that has like Ariel on it or Peter Pan on it or somebody on it, and that character happens to be there and see it and they react to it, like that's I love that. <laughs> and I've gone to Disney and I've just up as like Aladdin and stuff, and I hung out with Peter Pan for like a few minutes, and I was like he like treated me as if I was Aladdin and it was, it was funny. Um, but I was like randomly standing in line for the teacups and he just like come pulls me out of line. He's just like, so where are you going today? Like, are you, have you seen Jeannie? And I'm like, oh, we're doing this. Like, it's just, I love, like Fantasyland is great. Cause I feel like it pulls you out of the real world, which is why people go to theme parks in general. Like that's why they go is, is to be taken out of what's really going on outside. But it's really cool when you're in the park and you're taken out like in another, on another layer you know what I mean like when characters can take you out of just being yourself and all of a sudden you become something else and I think Fantasyland is just such a great all out there I love this song I love Quasimodo I actually just up as him too because I love Quasi but um I love him so much my redheads my Disney redheads I love you like I don't know what is about you but you guys are always my favorite Hercules Ariel Peter Pan Quasi I love you Anna uh, Merida you're cute but Prince Hans, I love Prince Hans. He's a redhead too, I believe. I love Prince Hans. I know I gotta stop. I'm sorry, but anyway, um, Megra, she's she's like a redhead, right? Yeah, she counts. I, I love her too. Um, but yeah, I'm just like I love um that element of fantasy, and that's that's why I love Fantasyland. You're taken out of that real world and you're put into worlds that you are familiar with because you've seen the movies and you love them. And as a kid, you like soak them up. You know what I mean? And so when you get to kind of like hang out with these characters that you've watched since you were a kid and or at least see them interact with other people, it really does make you feel like some type of way. And it's, it's really, it's beautiful, actually. It's really cool. Um, before I end this, I do want to talk about uh, the Magic, Mickey's Magic Map show in Disneyland. Uh, I can't speak about too many of the shows going on in Florida because I've only been to Florida like a handful of times and I can't really tell you. Like whenever I was there, I was never really watching the shows. There's one show I will talk about. Like, I don't know what the show's called, but, like, I remember when they were performing it um, the morning we got there. And I was just looking at the people on stage in, in contrast to the castle. And that castle is so freaking huge. It's huge. I actually do remember another show, too. Um, I was there in 2013. It was for the Christmas tree lighting and the castle lighting. And I have it on, I think I have it like on video. Like I think I actually recorded on my, on my smartphone of like Cinderella and the fairy, uh, fairy godmother and they're lighting up Cinderella's castle and Mickey's there. So I do have that as well. And again, it was just that contrast between how small everybody on stage is to how big the castle is. And I love that feeling. I love the feeling of things towering over me like that, like big structures, big buildings. Um, sometimes it's like when I'm in LA, though it feels or like in like in places like New York where they're so big it does feel a little bit like you feel like a tiny fish in this huge ocean I don't know that's just that's just how I feel about things I feel like Nemo um but when you're I don't know Disney like I feel like castles should always have that feeling to them that huge regal feeling and Disneyland Castle just doesn't have that like I love Disneyland Castle as is but I could be so much it could be so much better in my opinion um not to start no drama, but it really could be better in my opinion. But, um, and that, that's another thing, like I said, that really helps the fantasy element. You know, when you walk through these huge structures, the Shanghai structure, uh, now the, the, even the, uh, uh, 
Hong Kong Disney has a new castle. Like when you in Paris too, when you walk through these huge structures, you feel like you're a part of the story because of how big like the castles are always big and dreamy. And when you see them, when you see the Disneyland castle in person, you're like, that's it. Like, especially when you've been to the other parks, right? Like, cause some people, Disneyland is not their go-to. They're, they're coming from other countries or they might even be coming from the, the East coast and have visited the other parks in the world as well. And when you come to Disneyland, you're like, that's, that's it. Like, isn't this, like, this is the original, right? This is the one that Walt built. This is the one he stepped foot in, the only one. And that's, that's it. Like, it definitely doesn't, you know, I, I, like, I'm used to this castle, but I have thought about that as an outsider's perspective, because I have had, you know, visitors who are like, yeah, we're coming from Australia, or we're coming from, you know, this, that, and the third places, and we've been to other parks, and we're used to this park, but we came to Disneyland, and we saw your castle, and was just like, what is that? Like, Hello? And I feel the same way. I love our castle, though. I have so many photos and shots of the castle. I've unboxed pops in front of Disneyland Castle before. Like, I love Disneyland Castle. Make no mistake. But I definitely feel like we deserve bigger. I just do. It's Disneyland. It's the first one. And maybe that's why it'll always stay the smallest, because it is the first one. And so it's like, this is Walt's baby. But Walt has always said that... Disneyland will will always change. It'll never it won't stay the same. It's not meant to. It's meant to evolve and change with the times. At the same time, it is meant to to keep on and hold on to certain things from the past too. Um, which is why we have places like Frontierland and things like that. It's meant to, you know, show the past, but also go into the present and then talk about the future, right? That's what Tomorrowland is for. Um and and so you have these things, but it's like I would just love like pretty much everything about Disneyland has changed. There's only a few things that I think have stayed the same, I guess. And I think the park, I mean, even the castle has gone through changes since, since the beginning. So it's not just like, like, can the castle be changed? Yes, because it has gone through renovations and changes. So I would love a drastic change of the castle. You know what I mean? I think, I think it's time. Absolutely. Um, as the park celebrates, I think, what, we're 65 years now? I think it's 65 years. And then Disney World is now 50 years. It's 50 years this year. So that is amazing. I can't even, that's, that's insane. Um, and I will talk about Disney World too in those, in those parks, because I feel like that's another experience too. And hopefully you guys are entertained by these videos or by these videos, hello, by these podcasts. Um, hopefully I'm, I'm shedding some new light or just, just talking about things you guys like to, to talk about. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know, for, for me, the Disney kid in me always wants to go to Fantasyland. And there's also, I will say, before I end this, there is a time of day I like being in Fantasyland more. There's two times of day that I love being in Fantasyland more. I actually love doing my Fantasyland stuff early in the morning. Like, my friends and I, we never do that. We are very, like, get on the, the big, fast rides that are going to have the long lines at the end of the day, which is smart. It's very smart to do that. But um, I love starting my day off in the fantasy land. I really do. Like, I really love that. I don't know what it is, but having that fantasy element, like, I just love that. And um, I also love it at night, too, when things are about to wrap up. I love it because, like I said, fantasy land is, like, one of the most colorful places in the parks. And especially when I'm in Florida, I will spend, like, and I'm not even kidding you, I will spend, like, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, if not more, just like admiring the castle from different angles. I'll like go right up next to it and just look up. I will go down the terrace and just look up 
<laughs> I will go down Main Street and just look at it. Like the castle in Disney World means so much to me. I literally have to go up and hug it every trip we go. I'm not even kidding you. Like that's the first thing I do when I get into Disney World I, or Magic Kingdom. I walk in through Main Street. I don't, I bypass everything. Maybe I'll get a Starbucks on the way, but I bypass pretty much everything else and I will go straight to that freaking castle and I will give it like the biggest hug. And I'll be like, oh my God, I missed you. I know you missed me too. And it's just like, it's a structure. Like, my friends are just like it's a structure like my dad is like it's a structure stop like it doesn't miss you I'm like yes it does yes it does Disney magic so I really do love that and like I said it's it's the first thing I want to see when I get there and it's the last thing I want to see before I go home every trip we've had I always make sure Fantasyland is the first day and the last day Uh, when I do my ticket setup and stuff I make sure that I'm going to be in Fantasyland that last day like if that's what's going to happen or Fantasyland um, in the Magic Kingdom so if I have to get two days of Epcot, I'll do that. If I have to get, like, whatever. Because most of the other parts I want to spend one day in. Animal Kingdom is beautiful, but I normally just spend one day in it. I really don't do too much park hopping because I just think it takes too much time. Um, that's why I set aside a day for each, like, a day or two for each park. But I always make sure that Fantasyland is my first day. Or Fantasyland, stop saying that. I always make sure my the Magic Kingdom is my first and my last day um, at the park. So that's just, that's how I do. Um... But yeah, like I, I'm a huge fan of it. And I, I love Fantasyland. I love Disney. Um, and like I said, to me, Fantasyland is like the epitome of Disney for me because like each part of Disney has something for everyone. And I realized what makes Disneyland so cool is that it kind of grows up with you in your stages. Because for me, when I was growing up and I was really young, I wanted the Fantasyland characters. When I got out of that stuff as a teenager, I started getting into more like action films and, and like, you know, all that stuff. I mean, I love Star Wars as a kid too, but I, I think Star Wars really really, really took off for me when I was like a preteen because I was getting into more like X-Men and things like that. And I liked more of the action adventure stuff that I had always liked, but I liked more of it versus the fairy tale Prince Charming kind of element, you know? So I got more into like Tomorrowland and, and Adventureland. But then like, as I got older, I really liked outdoorsy stuff and camping and things like that. And so I kind of got into um, more of the Frontierland stuff. And then California Adventure was another example of like, it really kind of catered to the older teen that I was becoming. And, and like California Adventure is like, it's not, but it is more like a Knots or a Six Flags. You know what I mean? Like more of like teen plus older entertainment. There's stuff to do for kids, of course, but a lot of the stuff that, that is in there definitely does feel like it's more catered toward people who are older um, versus Disneyland, which feels like it is definitely ca- dedicated to like the dreamers and, and kids who like fantasy and stuff. So there's a difference between the two. Um, and so, but Disneyland really, like, I feel like grew up with me, if that makes sense. And I think that's why like each part of the park is so important um, and why people have like, like a lot of my friends who um, are my age, and who love like Star Wars and who love like Marvel and stuff, they would always go to Tomorrowland. Like they like the futuristic stuff. But then I have friends who love like the adventure stuff, they would go there. I have friends who like to keep it kind of simple and chill. So they would go to like, you know, um, Frontierland. And then I have friends who are just like, they were Disney bound and oh, you know, magic is life. And they would always be in like the fantasy land. So you have different parts for different people. Um, and then you have people like my parents who just like to kind of just kick it. And so they just go to Main Street and people watch. So there's something for everybody. And that's just really cool. Um, but that's the end of this one. I will see you guys in the next one. We will talk about some of my memories from where should we go? I'll, I'll keep it a surprise, but I'll definitely um, have to like look into where I want to talk about next because I want to go 
to Frontierland. I want to go to Tomorrowland. I'm going to go to Toontown as well. Toontown might be the next one. I have probably some of the most memories in Toontown from my experience working with the company. And I will talk about California Adventure and, like I said, all the other parks too. I will get into Universal, um, Six Flags, Knox, and things like that as well. So there's going to be a lot of talk about... Um, theme parks coming up but I'm also going to do other things I'm not just going to talk about theme parks all the time I will talk about other stuff as well and y'all see you guys in the next one till then peace